Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Dolphins kill the clock with that final knee. And that's the end of the game with the final score. Miami 16, Pittsburgh 10. A hard-fought game with no scoring in the second half. Well, indeed. That was Billy's call just a mere few hours ago last night as the Steelers go down to the Dolphs, 16-10, Sunday night. And Wesley, and of course, welcome everybody to the locker room, Wolf Starks and the Ninjas. And Ninja Wesley is with me this morning as uh, we have Max, uh, Maximilian is making his way back to Phoenix. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully he has a better time making his flights than Billy Hillgrove did getting on his flights to uh, <laughs> Miami. You know, Wesley, that was, it was a little dicey there for a little while. It was a little dicey, yes. Uh, Billy, obviously, in Louisville calling the pit game Saturday night, has to rely on commercial flying to get himself down to Miami, and we all know what that's like, especially now in the, uh, in the post-pandemic world where it seems like airline travel has just gone haywire. But, yeah, about an hour before kickoff, Billy Hillgrove makes his triumphant entrance <laughs> to Hard Rock Stadium down there in Miami. And the happiest person in the building, of course, was Mike Pursuta because that meant that he didn't have to do the play-by-play, at least, you know, for the first quarter of the first half or so. So Right, because he'd have been the stuntman he for would have Billy Hillgrove. He, he, he was a stunt. I mean, you know, I thought I said, hey, I, I mean, I'll do it. You know, I'm right here. And they said, ah, you know, we'll give it to Mike Pursuta. And I said, all right, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Well, that's that's part of our good, the bad, and the ugly because the good was that Billy got there in time. Uh, so we, we include that off. But really, this game was all about primetime, and everybody wants to see primetime with two primetime young quarterbacks going at it. And they certainly got a whole face full of Tua Tag... Tag... Tag of Viola. Tag of Viola. Yeah, Tag of Viola. Dead gummit. Just call him Tua. It's cool. Yeah, I I screwed up the Tua. I screwed up the Pickett to Pickens when I got Pickens screwed up with Pickens. And then Pickens screwed up with Pickett. And poor poor number nine in the secondary for uh, for Miami last night. And by that, at that point, that's like, uh, that's, that's old Noah, you know, Iggy. We just, I just had to call him Iggy because even Billy couldn't pronounce his name for a while. Normally, I just go, well, if you can't pronounce it, I'm not going to sit here and stumble all over it for five minutes, man. Sometimes in life, you just got to uh, quit when you're behind. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great quote. Craig Wolfley, you know, you should sometimes just quit when you're behind. Wolf, okay? one of the, uh, you know, one I think one of the greatest strengths of man is being able to know your weaknesses. And uh, <laughs> you were spot on in that regard. That's 
that's exactly it. You got you got you got to know your weaknesses and boy Iggy was one of them for me, man. Just trying to get that name. You just kept stumbling over it and stumbling over it. But really, again, you know, and it's really, it, it was great. Kenny finished the game. Uh, I'm glad he's healthy, you know, got through it all. Tua also was healthy, and that was good. That's all great stuff. But the fact of the matter was this game started off with a red-hot Tua and ended up with really Kenny <laughs> carrying the the the, the uh, biggest part of it in the second half there and was not able to cash in. If you don't intercept the opportunities that are given to you, those come back to bite you, and they do. You know what I mean? It just that's, that's just part of the game. You've got to take advantage of the opportunities that are presented to you. Defensively speaking, if you've got interceptions that you, you're dropping, if you're not getting pressure, if you're not getting the sacks that you normally get on, your, uh, on game night, uh, you've got some issues and problems, and and certainly uh, the Steelers did. But, you know, here's the thing that I, I really enjoyed was the fact that even though Tua started off red hot, I think his, his quarterback in QBR was like 114 or something like that through the first quarter or something, um, they they cooled him off. Yeah. They cooled his jets. They started to strangle that offense, that, that Miami offense, kind of like the way an anaconda strangles whatever <laughs> it wants to eat. You know what I mean? So at least you know I, I look for positives because that's I'm I'm a player I lived it I know what these guys sure, are going through sure. I know right now how bad you're going to wake up this morning if you've even gotten any sleep because I've played Sunday nights out on the West Coast whatever fly back throughout the night and you just sit there and stare at the sun coming up because you're so upset at the reel of bad plays that are going through your head or opportunities that are going through your head where you could have made a difference and those things just happen but. The fact of the matter is, you lose, and if you don't take an opportunity of the opportunities that are given to you, <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a long morning, man. Oh, <laughs> you know, buddy, yeah. you ain't lying. Yeah. Well, I got to do two hours with moats after this with you. I oh, mean, yeah. yeah, good luck with that one, buddy. <laughs> with I'm, Arthur, though, Arthur's going to be all juiced up, man. I'm going to be uh, on radio today for more hours than I got sleep last night. Oh, my heavens, <laughs> Make sure you, you you know my problem is like I can feel my my thoughts like wandering away oh. you know as I'm sitting here in this little cubicle and we're talking and we're I'm, I'm recapping last night which by the way I end up, I I can't believe I and I'm gonna out myself on this one but you know what I did go down and go after the key lime pies the little key you know little was, Dolly Madison whatever that's on the, that was on the good as well too wasn't it that key lime that pie. was good you know what else was good was the chocolate Dove bars we had oh. on the plane back. That was maybe a. I know. I know none of our listeners care about this, but you know what? It's your show, and I'm going to say it. <laughs> I mean that that was an impressive spread down there in Miami last night. The prime rib. The, oh yeah. The mac and cheese. They the did key a lime job. pie. That was that was maybe the best uh, the best press box meal of the season so far. It was indeed. It just popped up there right before the game, and then at halftime, and you'd say, "Get Zooks, yeah, look at that prime wings rib at halftime." Oh yeah. I mean that was nice, and I didn't even bust a tooth on them so you know i i was a little more cautious on these wings you know this that's time. always that's always a win baby yeah you got to have a win like that but certainly a win last night was was in it, it was it was something that was a possibility for sure this is a game that just got away from them yeah when they did couldn't squeeze the Charmin. you know whether it's the interceptions or whether it's in the first half not getting you know being able to structure enough of the drives together but starting it off the first good thing I take a look at is Kenny Pickett went 8-for-8, eight eight, 64 yards, and a TD pass. 
to George Pickens on a 13-play, 86-yard, seven minutes, seven and a half minutes time uh, drive. Uh, I thought that was outstanding. You know, I mean, we're, we got to get there. Look, you got issues. You're going to have problems. But, you know, Kenny put together drives of 13, 12, 12, and 10 last night. And, yeah, I know they didn't all add up to points because the first one, you know, you had uh, the, the Wizard of Boz knocking through a 45-yard field goal. You know, you also had the touchdowns to, to Pickens, the seven-yarder, which was just a gorgeous back shoulder throw in the corner of the end zone completely bamboozling uh, Iggy and then you got uh, you know then you got a couple interceptions on the other two double digit drives you know in mm-hmm. the second half but mm-hmm. there's I, I am one that just I, I don't I'm not Pollyannish I just know what it's like to be in this position and how you got a hunkered down dog mentally make sure that you are a steel trap tough and you got to push ahead because there is no waiting for anybody in the NFL. No, you're absolutely right, and and you know that mentality better than than anybody throughout your your long career here in Pittsburgh, and then a, a couple you know a couple uh, seasons up there in Minnesota as well too. Wolf, that's the that's kind of the um you know the the reality that you're that you're dealing with this morning is you're frustrated, right? But you're frustrated because the opportunity was there on both offense and defense. You know we can point to the frustration and the shortcomings. We can also point you know, to, to the the opportunities and the things that they did well. The defense, right? You could sit there and you could think, man, they should have three or four forced turnovers in that game, right? I mean, Tua threw up some 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 very turnover-prone balls, and we just weren't able to capitalize. And, you know, he didn't do a great job of getting after the quarterback. You know, not I, I don't think the Steelers had a sack, if I'm correct in that. You are correct, sir. Uh, and, and not a lot of QB pressures or hits as well, too. One. That's it. The other side of that is, right, after the first quarter, your defense gave up three points. I mean, they gave up. They pitched a shutout in the second half. Early on, we're all looking around. You know, Miami right down the field and scores a touchdown on their on their first drive. Uh, second drive, field goal. Third drive, field goal. And we're all kind of looking around. At, oh man, it's thirteen nothing. It could be twenty one nothing or seventeen nothing. This could get ugly. And from that point, the defense drew a line in the sand. Yeah, they didn't force the turnovers. Yeah, they didn't get after Tua like you wanted. But they absolutely gave the offense the opportunity to get back in that game and to ultimately win that game. On the offensive side of the football, right, it's y- like you just mentioned. You had a lot of drives where you were stringing together first downs, where you were gaining yards. Just once again, something that has felt like a theme for the offense all season long, when you get inside the 30, when you get inside the red zone, just unable to find that finish and only scoring 10 points. So, you know, in some ways, Wolf, last night I could certainly argue is more frustrating than the 35-point the beat down in Buffalo. Right, because you didn't really have the opportunity in in Buffalo. There, I mean, yeah, it was a one score game in the second quarter, but I don't think any of us can point to one or two plays and say, "Hey, you know, the Steelers could have won against the Bills if just this would have happened differently." They got smashed in Buffalo. Right, you. That was not the case last night. I mean, no. the the turkey was on the table there multiple times for the offense, for the defense, and. I think those ones hurt more often when you look back on that, and and I'm sure that they will when they go through the tape here early this week, and and they will think, man, we we really let an opportunity slip away. There's no question. You speak the truth there, Wesley. I'm telling you, Ed, nice. That's a nice summary. The thing about it is, you understand when they those opportunities present yourself, you got to do it. You got to get it done. 
and no matter how you paint it, and I know some, a couple of those, like uh, Levi, it was a tough one. Uh, Terrell Edmonds, you know, that was one you know he should yep. have had and stuff. But, you know, it. This is this is what happens in the world of football, why I love football that's the, so that's much. That's the margins of winning and losing right yeah, there. Yeah, it is. That's how slim it is. But on the plus side, you know, again, I look to the job the defense did in strangling away what was – an offense that was capable of, of, of having a runaway night. I mean, you look at the uh, – they, they kept Hill in check with about 60-some, uh, 70-some yards. Jalen Waddell, uh, he got a little bit – he got uh, up there around 88 on four or five receptions. He was averaging a lot of – like 22 yards a catch. So it was obvious they're trying to take out Tariq and so forth. Um, but they, they were able to hang in there and keep hanging in there. And when when those opportunities present themselves, eventually they're going to stop and you're going to be out of opportunities, and then you get the loss. But, again, kind of in my mind, I, I you got to look at the good things where you took steps forward. And I like the way Kenny competed. You got a team that was blitzing you coming out of the tunnel. He handled what he needed to handle. You know, the interceptions are learning experiences. If you take a look at those three interceptions, they're all each one presenting to him an opportunity to get better, and especially the last two, when he had, yeah. had a second, uh, I'm sorry, his third and sixteen from the Miami thirty, you know, three oh six, you know that the 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 Dolphs are just guarding the sticks. You know, you were able to jam one in, a couple in Chase Claypool last week uh, against Tampa Bay, but the Dolphins obviously watching tape. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Javon Holland swooped in front there, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, when, when Deontay was hooking it up right around the sticks marker. So that one in and of itself was something. And I, I, I really thought that Kenny was just maybe a little bit late. But, again, as I say, it's really hard for me to sit there and say, oh, he's late, this and that, based on what he's looking at and me sitting in a booth, you know, eating uh, a key lime pie. Uh, <laughs> there's a, a very big difference there, and I hope people understand that that live action is way different than key lime pie action. Sure, and, and Kenny's still, you know, he's he's still getting that underneath his belt, without a doubt. Um, and, and I'm with you there. You know, if we're, if, we're, if we're starting with the good here, right, if you, if yes. you want to. we're continuing if, on if the we're good. we're continuing with the good. Um, and by the way, Wesley, if I, if I waver and I start drifting off, uh, either join me or pull me back, okay? <laughs> Well, last night, you know, I, I was I was joking with you in the booth when it was getting late. No yawning in the broadcast booth. Oh, I know it. You were, like, losing your mind. I'm like, yawning's, oh. yawning's contagious, right? Yeah. No yawning. Great, grand, wonderful. No yelling <laughs> on the bus. No yawning in the booth. That was my Chris Farley moment. There you go. <laughs> that was you, great. I you thought you just as- had a Tourette, Tourette <laughs> syndrome moment if you there. Fall as- if you fall asleep here uh, in the next uh, hour and 40 minutes or so, I might just be, uh, be drooling on the keyboard in here. <laughs> But if you want to go good, right? Yes, we're going uh, good. Particularly as it relates to, to Kenny Pickett, because you know, quite often in, in these games, your your rookie first round quarterback who's replacing the eighteen year future Hall of Famer is is always going to be a big focal point, if not the focal point. Fourth quarter, about a minute left. It's raining in Miami there, and the Steelers had what a, a fourth and eight, I think it was fourth and six, and Pickett throws that absolute dime over the middle for a a fifteen twenty yard gain to Pat Fryermuth. Oh yeah, that to me what a that's great throw that was. That's that's an NFL throw. That's a high level throw right there. With a, a, a you know, there's the the old adage of college open versus NFL open, right? Where college open is you know you got a yard, two yards of separation, maybe more on your guy. NFL open sometimes it's it's just a half a yard. It's a it's a half a step, 
And that's exactly what Fryermuth had, and that's exactly the window that Pickett fit that thing into to continue the drive, to give the Steelers the chance to go down the field and, and still have that opportunity. If we're talking good with Kenny Pickett, that's number one on my list from last night. Throws an interception. You think it's the end of the game. The back-breaking moment. You get one more opportunity. Fourth and distance. He takes the strike to Pat Fryermuth. You know, nothing underneath, nothing short of the sticks. Uh, throws the ball 15, 20 yards downfield into Miami territory on a dime. That, like I said, that's a high-level NFL throw, and, and that's what you like to see last night and obviously want to see more of here as the season progresses. Absolutely. You know, I mean, it, 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 here's the other thing. I mean, Fryermuth, eight catches, 75 yards. I mean, that's that's a good thing. That's good. You know, Pat Fryermuth back and does what he does so very well. Present a nice inside middle middle uh, range opportunity for, uh, you know, uh, for Kenny to be able to hook up with. You know, I love the way, you know, Pat runs routes in a way that he creates good angles for the quarterback. He's quarterback friendly, like Tony Romo would say. You know what I mean? His linear lines, when he runs those routes, he runs them to the advantage of the quarterback, creating those good throwing angles in which um, Kenny's able to drop one in there. And he certainly did there. He makes himself available, especially in, in, in you know, high. it's like, uh, you know, thick uh, – thick parts of the game you know I mean where it's heavy duty or the weighty moments as Mike Tomlin likes to say but I I really enjoyed watching Pat Fryermuth come back out and get the job done as best as he was capable of doing you know I'll tell you another good how about Larry O and that fourth down stuff you know Larry Ogunjobi you know I'm and I know I'm jumping around and, and moving from you know the first quarter fourth third whatever but you know right now this is where our brains are at okay we're, <laughs> we're pulling we're just pulling together but we, Larry land, o, we landed in Pittsburgh <laughs> at about 4:15 a.m this morning oh I I didn't even get to get home until after five it was you know, it was 458 yeah. when I pulled into my driveway there you go yeah. and you know what daughter, everybody... daughter woke me up at 6 30 <laughs> you know what everybody out there is saying? Ah, too bad. Exactly. You know, <laughs> you know, as, as, as Tunch once told me when I was complaining, he goes, "Stinks to be you, huh?" Stinks to be <laughs> you, huh? Yes, Wolf, and and we don't, we you know, this is a family program here. But I'll yeah. just say we all know where you can find sympathy in the dictionary. Yes, and we'll <laughs> go no further with that one. Thank you, young Wesley. <laughs> no doubt about it. But you know, Larry O, and it's what I was talking about pregame. And uh, Max and I were talking about the hit we do in, in the trenches uh, before the game. Yep. And the fact was, you know, Cam and everybody, you, they read, they do this and that, but Larry O just flat out beat uh, Hunt, the right guard. And it was physical, and it was one of those deals where he's just blowing up a gap and beating the pants off the dude. You know, there's there are uh, schemes and schematics, and you sit there and you start to think, well, you know what, I can see this is going to be a double team. We've got an outside zone read or however they're lining up, and you start to you know, kind of roll in your mind the, the scouting report, what's going on, what you're thinking. And then all of a sudden you, you realize, i got, I got to defeat the man at this point in time. Just that's it. i got one-on-one with this guy. There's no double team. Boom! And then you physically get the job done by grabbing a 6'5", 320-pound cheese whopper of a guard and beating <laughs> the pants off him. That's what I'm talking about. That's what you need more of. And more of that, I think, is on the, is on the way with Larry O. Yeah, he starts to he, – he's got that feel of a guy who who's really rounding into form, right? And, and 
We all he's know. He's coming through. You he, know what I mean? A significant injury in the offseason, right? And and that's a big part of the reason why he's not a Chicago Bear right now, right? I mean, failed that had that, that contract in place with the Bears, failed that physical, became a free agent again. The Steelers were able to get him. I think it – and again, we're fan, you know, as fans, as media, as, you know, if you're like you and I and you kind of blur that line as, as both there – Sometimes it can be tough to to have that patience or have that larger picture view, but we all know how this works when guys are coming back from significant injuries. Absolutely. It takes them some time to get their feet wet again. Maybe we should go ahead and lay this out for whenever TJ Watt does inevitably retu- return if he doesn't look like Superman right away, <laughs> right? Um, uh, wait a minute. You just realized it was a fortuitous choice there of getting your feet wet for a guy who had foot surgery. Hey. <laughs> You're just a genius. Now, TJ Watt, he he's visiting us from a different planet, right, as Mike yes. Common always likes to say. So maybe he will be the exception. But more time than not, when guys are coming back from, from significant injuries, they need some time to, to just to trust that knee or ankle or peck or whatever it is again to 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 stop thinking about it and just be out there playing to you know to to get their feet wet again I think that's happened for Larry O now uh you know seven games into the season it feels like he's back healthy he's back confident he's back able to perform at the level that we know that he can that has shown itself in flashes over the last couple weeks but I thought he really put together a, a strong game particularly in the second half last night and if you know if, if you're looking for for positivity rolling forward I think he certainly it's a good call by you he deserves a shout in uh, in that department as well absolutely you know there's no question about it and also I just throw out this you know that uh, Pickett to pick to Pickens and boy did I have trouble at times it was either Pickens to Pickett or Pickett to Pickens you know I kept getting my peas and popping my peas as a professional broadcaster <laughs> had a little bit of issues there but you know you got Pickett to Pickens on that 30-yarder, and what I loved about it, it was a gorgeous throw along the sidelines. It was beautiful, right? And what happened, right? They're trying to disguise their coverage. At the snap, they roll their safeties over the top and do a little bit of this, a little bit of that as they're, they're, they're moving the, 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 the chess pieces around on the defense, and Kenny reads it, just reads it, flat out reads it and goes right to Pickett. Just cruising along the sidelines there, hits him for a 30-yard gain. Yep. I love that because that was the mentality. You got a little ESPN thing going on between Pickett and Pickens, <laughs> right? They're both reading the same thing. They're both connecting on that that rotation of the safeties and the underneath coverage. And they, they got to where they needed to be, and they both read it, and it was a beautiful, simultaneous acknowledgement of both being on the same page and getting the job done. And that, to me, is a great – Step up by Kenny Pickett. Uh, Pickett, doggone it! This, all. this, you know, this is this problem's not going away for you either. <laughs> no, no. Uh, you know they're both just rookies, right? We they get... could be around for a long time. <laughs> well, I might not be, so you don't know. <laughs> oh no, don't <laughs> as say old that. As I am, but <laughs> the fact is, don't these say guys, that. these guys, they were shining in that moment, and I, I love what I saw in that moment about how they both read coverage and got to where they needed to be. Kenny, Kenny got the ball where he needed it to be, and Pickens got to be where Kenny needed him to be. Hundred percent, and you know, I think we've all been we've been waiting for that connection to to really pop, and it feels like we're starting to get there. You've seen it in spurts, right? You've seen it in moments. Certainly, that that touchdown pass uh, last night, and then some moments down there in the stretch in the fourth quarter where uh, where Kenny was was looking Pickens' way. 
Um, to me, Wolf, and again, this is for, for people who might just be tuning in and they might think that we're seeking comfort over here, all right? This is the good. We'll get to the bad and the ugly, oh, yeah. all right? This There's is, plenty of that. This is this is the good. Uh, you know, a, a theme that we all kind of discussed at the start of this season was was turning the page, new era of Steelers football, right? Yes, right. Uh, not only did you lose an, an 18-year future Hall of Fame quarterback, you, you lost a two-decade uh, long future Hall of Fame general manager and, and, and a lot of different stuff in the organization, a lot of important people who were here last year or just a couple years ago who are no longer here. Who are you taking to that next era, right? As you start to write this next chapter of Steelers history – who do you want? Who is going to be a part of that story? Because make no mistake about it, obviously, some of these guys won't be here next year. They won't be here in two years or three years when hopefully the Steelers are ready to contend for Super Bowls once again and those type of things. Right now, man, between Pickens and between Fryermuth, I think you, you got to feel really good about that. You know, those weapons that you have there that are a, a freshman and sophomore still on their rookie deals, going to be cost effective for, for a few more years here going forward. And both of those guys that already feel like they're building chemistry with your rookie quarterback, to me, yeah, I, I, I loved what we saw in spurts with Pickens last night. I would like to see more of it. Um, you know, six targets, I, I wish that number was closer to 10, but that's also how the game plays out. Nine targets for Fryermuth. Those two guys end up being your leading receivers. Obviously, Pickens with the touchdown reception. That, to me, you know, you're, you're learning a lot about these young playmakers here in these difficult moments. And, again, when we get to a year from now, two years from now, three years from now, when it really is a, a new era of Steelers football, and like I said, hopefully we're winning division titles and contending for Super Bowls again, you're going to have those guys along for the journey, and, and that's good to know and, and good to have that established already. Man, that even made sense. <laughs> yeah, that's what, I'm try- that's what I'm trying to do this morning. I like it. Maybe, hey, I, need, maybe I need 90 minutes of sleep more often. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you, you just got to put the bow on that first, first segment there, buddy. All right, you know what? Let's take, let's take a break, and when we come back, why don't we start digging into the bad before we get to the ugly? And he'll be more right here in SNR. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's back. Big rush. Throws it down the left sideline. A receiver's down. It's intercepted. And that is the intended receiver, Chase Claypool. But Justin Bethel intercepted that pass over the shoulder. And I guess Claypool just fell down. No, Chase Claypool didn't just fall down. He got tangled up with Justin Bethel as he was going up the seam. And I will tell you, I, I got I got real mixed feelings about this, Wesley, because I look at that over and over, and I watch Justin Bethel first attempt a seatbelt around the waist of Chase Claypool as he's beating him off the line of scrimmage and coming, you know, uh, starting his route up the up the uh, seam route, and uh, then Bethel runs behind him in such a manner that he ends up clipping the feet of Chase Claypool. And um, and then he goes on to intercept the ball. And I just, uh, I don't know, that it just didn't, it felt to me like that was pass interference. Uh, it was, it was, 
it was just not a it was not a good play. It was it was a bad play, obviously. But you know, it was funny because of the way that um the way Bethel came across the back of him almost intentionally in trying to maybe clip the heels of Chase knowing that he was in trouble, that Chase was getting on top of him, even though safety was coming over. I don't know. I don't know. I don't I, I have not had enough experience as a defensive back in coverage <laughs> to tell you if, if guys are, are, are malevolent enough to think of the capacity of being able to trip or clip the heels of a wide receiver who's beating a snot out of him off the line of scrimmage and then have the audacity to be able to knock him down after failing to get a seatbelt around the waist and then come up with an interception. Here's where I'm at on that one, Wolf. Um you know, on our, our friends at Steelers TV, sometimes they, uh, Mike Pursuta, Bob Labriola, they do a, a segment called Agree to Disagree. Oh, yeah, that's a good one, too. That might be you and I here. Um, and here's what I mean. When that play happened in real time last night, mm-hmm. I was on the same page as you. I'm like, wait a second. He's he, he's he's clearing his man. He's getting free downfield. There's contact there. How do you not throw that flag? When I went back and watched it, I – I don't hate the non-call. Now, if they would have thrown a, a penalty there for pass interference, I, I wouldn't have, you know, I, I would have been fine with that as well, too. But I just, two things. One, Claypool can stay on his feet there. Like, there, there wasn't enough contact that I thought it was completely detrimental to knocking him off his feet. And just to piggyback on that, I... Maybe this is the, you know, doing a show with Arthur Motes for five years that's coming out in me here. But True. the offense has every advantage in the NFL nowadays. Oh, every, yeah. Every rule, every decision, every everything that we do is made to make life easier on the offense to be able to score more points. If we start throwing flags on every type of contact like that, I would just throw the ball downfield every single play because you'll be, you know, you'll be getting pass there interference. There are people that make a living doing that. <laughs> there's, there's certainly that was the Joe Flacco routine, exactly. right? Exactly. So, so like I said, like I don't, I don't think it was a great call. I don't think it was a horrible call. I'm just okay with no flag there because I think Claypool is allowed to 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 stand a little taller in that moment, and I just, again, I. Every advantage is afforded to the offense already. I I don't know if we need to start calling everything like that. That's just now that I've had some time to dissect it. Well, again, I go back to it looks like, and to me, and again, this is with very minimum sleep. And what in replaying both, it? Both of us. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and so you make poor judgments <laughs> when you've not slept enough. You know what I mean? No doubt, no doubt. All right, so yeah, I didn't. You know, we were lacking sleep last night. It was poor judgment eating a Dove bar, right, and having a chocolate chip cookie on the plane <laughs> on the way home, right? Because who needs to get like chocolate when you're a 64 year old man after midnight? You know, what I mean, like you're you going to keep yourself up. Of course, it didn't because I just fell asleep when I got home. But regardless, <laughs> I'm watching this, and as I'm looking, I see Justin Bethel's playing him head up. All right, so you got Chase beating him to the inside. All right, I mean, he gets uh, inside position. So what does Bethel do? Is he sweeps? First of all, he attempts a seatbelt, and I'm, I'm sorry, I should say he initially beat Bethel to the outside, and but he attempts his seatbelt, reaching out, trying to you know how you grab the they grab the receiver around the waist, sure, sure, get a little slingshot action. Well, after he gets beat by the on the outside by Chase, and I'll be interested in hearing Arthur's because it would be a much more edu- educated type of uh, <laughs> viewpoint of this. And I understand. Well, he's always siding with the I defense. Know, I know he is, but you know, if he sides with the Dolphin defense <laughs> over our our, our, our our Steeler offensive brotherhood, come on, no. But seriously, Bethel gets beat. He tries to slingshot himself back into position. 
In doing so, he clips the heels of Chase Claypool. Now, if he hadn't reached out, he would have never come that close behind sure, sure. Claypool after the he was released. And to me, that's that's a that is pass interference. All I, right, but I wonder too. You know, part of it as well too. If that pass just falls incomplete, right? Uh, I don't think any of us have a problem with it. Don't right? have it's, a problem. It's, it's, no, that it's, it, it's that it led to the turnover. You you, con- yeah. you continue on with the play and you allow a turnover like that, which. Again, Miami, man, Miami took advantage of it. They caught the ball, you know? So, regardless, it's a bad play. It was uh, a bad play with, you know, it, it would have been wonderful. Chase could have stayed on his feet, um, wasn't able to. But the fact of the matter was, Justin Bethel comes away with an interception, and uh, that's interception number one yeah. of the bad. Matter of fact, do we have a, do you have that with Billy's sound on that? Or, uh the Bethel one that we or the or, second or, one. I'm sorry, the second one. Um, we the second one is. Do you remember who the second it's the one? The third was? and sixteen from the Miami thirty with Javon Holland um, made the interception. S- spell that last name for me. H O L L A N D Holland. Like oh. in, you know, you're going to Holland. You know, Amsterdam. Oh yeah, Holland. Yeah, yeah you know, you I'm got the Holland. tulips. You know, did you ever see those tulip fields? You know, they got oh, these yeah. pictures over in Amsterdam. They got all these wild colors, and, I know. and you got the tulips out there. It's like in Japan, too, right? Yeah, yeah, Japan, they do that, too, but I only, only knew it in Holland. Well, here is, uh, here's Mr. Holland making a play last okay. night. Shotgun snap, pick it back, throws a pass, intercepted, running up the sideline with the football as a dolphin. One man to beat, and he's knocked out of bounds. Intercepted by Javon Holland, and that is his second of the year, and he just stepped in front of Deontay Johnson. Well, indeed, they're guarding the sticks on a third and 16, and we saw Chase Claypool uh, come through last week with a couple of great catches on third down. He goes to Deontay Johnson, and uh, you got Javon Holland just is standing there behind him, just waiting, and he, he saw it all the way, and Deontay hooked it up, and he jumped in front of Deontay and came downhill on it, which, hey, salute. You know, it's a great play on his part, that being the Holland and actually, Holland was the only, I think it's the only interception the Dolphins had before getting uh, Kenny's three last night. But Javon Holland did, made a great play. But again, you're sitting there in center field. You know, you got a line drive out in the open, in the middle uh, center field there. Boom, you just jump in front of it, in front of it, take it and, and go the other way. But that was, that's a learning, that's a learning call for, for Kenny. You're going to learn yeah. from that. I am not discouraged at all. Let me let me just put it this way, right out flat. Okay, I'm not discouraged at all by how Kenny conducted himself last night. All right, Kenny was competitive and he fought after. And you know the thing, he was still battling, still getting it done. It was very close to pulling out. And I say that this is what you got to do to be a great quarterback. You got to have the good. You got to have the bad. You got to have the ugly. But it all comes together to create a heck of a quarterback. Because I'll tell you this, you know. The only other Steelers quarterback that ever started his career with with uh, seven over five plus picks in four career his first four career games was Terry Bradshaw, the blonde bomber. All right, the blonde bomber. Okay, so you're in good company, Kenny. Don't worry about it. All right, you got to shake this off and move forward. The whole team's got to shake it off, move forward. But the fact is, I would not at all get my dauber down over this. There's too much the season left, and there's too much too much game time to fight. Yeah, I, you know, there's there's two camps I think right now on Kenny Pickett, and you know, to be fair, I'm I'm gauging this reaction off of 
what we do and off of social media, and that can be very hyperbolic. That can be very emotional. Sometimes we view all that as reality when it when it's just not. It's it's chatter. It's 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 chatter from some people that you know that that have now a path to 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 make their voice heard. But it seems that there's two camps on Kenny Pickett. The first is that. He stinks. Look at the interceptions that he's thrown. We should have stuck with Trubisky. You know, he shouldn't have drafted him. Blah, 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 blah. Right? The other is he can do no wrong. Nothing's his fault. When in reality, the, the truth is somewhere in the middle. Oh, yeah. Um, I think that you can be uh I don't know if critical is the right word, but you can you can talk about some of the the decisions that Kenny Pickett would want back, but oh, you yeah. can also do that through the guys, through the through the lens of He's a rookie who's still, here it comes again, Wolf, getting his feet wet in the National <laughs> Football League, right? But he didn't have surgery lying his feet like, like Larry O. <laughs> exactly. Like, I've seen a few people say, oh, if Mitch Trubisky or, or Mason Rudolph made those throws, you'd be crushing them. Well, yeah, those guys aren't rookies. You know, there, there's, there's, a, That's true. there's a difference there. So, uh, again, you know, first-round draft pick at quarterback, played locally in college, replacing an 18-year Hall of Fame legend and two-time champion in Ben Roethlisberger, it was always going to be polarizing for Kenny Pickett. But there is there's some context in the middle there. You, you don't have to think, oh, he's been perfect and he hasn't done anything wrong and it's all on everybody else. You don't have to think, well, I've seen enough. Kenny Pickett doesn't have it. In reality, it's in the middle. He's done plenty to be encouraged by. He's got plenty that he needs to clean up. That's life when you're a rookie as a quarterback in the National Football League, the most difficult position in all of sports where the ball is in your hands 50% of the time. Um, that's, that's I think, the context that, that everybody needs today. You can be encouraged by some things. You can be critical of some things. Just keep it in the lens of he's a rookie, and if you didn't expect this, some good, some bad, some in-between, I think you're just kidding yourself. That's, that's life as a rookie quarterback in the National Football League. Snikes, Wesley. When'd you get so smart? <laughs> that was good. That was well done. Very well done. Yes, that's exactly where it is. It's somewhere in the middle. But again, you know, it's it's it, the sky is falling does not work for me. The sky Correct. is falling does Correct. not work for it's those a good, guys. It's a good Stevie Ray Vaughan song, but other than oh, that. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, that's a great song. Well, I guess it's the sky is crying, but close enough. Yeah. Close, well, close enough. Well, yeah. Sorry about we that. We can't. We can't use. We can't use music here on the show anymore. So we got to work with what we got. <laughs> At this point in time, crying. Uh, the the sky is falling. Crying. Whatever. You know. I mean, it really doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm so brain numb right now. We're really, going to Philadelphia yeah, this weekend. It really regardless. doesn't matter. Yes, exactly. But but the point is again, you know, for the guys inside that locker room, you don't have that the capability of having to go. The sky is falling, type of thing, because you got to come out and start fighting on Wednesday. You know, I mean, you got to get ready for this next game because this next game is just going to get harder. Oh, you know, Wolf, I. Not to not to look ahead because this is Monday. This is the recap right. day, and, and you and Max will do plenty of of scouting the Eagles in Philadelphia as as the week progresses. But I just saw I just saw a statistic when we were in our last break. Do you know the last time the Steelers won in Philadelphia? No. <laughs> when was the last? Nineteen sixty five. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I mean, the the Beatles were still on tour, Wolf. Yeah, I was only seven. (laughs) 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 Say it's your birthday. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. 
Oh, and that that precipitated the bell bottom era. Oh my, oh, my goodness. goodness! I yeah. mean, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band was all the rage. You know, I still somewhere I still got my my uh, powder blue leisure suit. I, I got to break that out sometime. You do, man. That, see, you need to wear it to Philly to that, to to, to reverse killer. to reverse the curse there. That, that that would be awesome. You know, just show up. Well, I don't think I'd fit in anymore, but <laughs> we'll get it tailored. We'll get it tailored. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna get that tailored. You might have to put a little spandex in the, in the you, waist. You you show up in your in your blue bell bottom suit. I'll show up dressed like a member of Led Zeppelin. We'll go to Philly and get this victory, baby. <laughs> we got a little time, little throwback there. Well, we got a throwback because we got a comeback after a break here. Uh, we've got more bad. We got more ugly, and uh, we're gonna have both when we come back here on SNR. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pickett gets the snap. Is back. He's going to run the ball. He's got room, but he throws it on the run. And it's intercepted at the goal line. No, out of bounds. No interception. Wow. A leaping effort there by Javon. Javon Holland, it would have been his second, but he came down out of bounds. It was not uh, uh, Holland, it was Ziggy, and are they going to rule it an interception? He got it. It looks like he got it in. And so the Dolphins save a scare. Well, indeed, that was pick number three from uh, Kenny Pickett by Iggy, (laughs) our friend Iggy, Noah Iggy, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce that last name. But with 25 seconds left, you got the young... (laughs) Kenny Pickett was out on the hoof in it, and uh, you know what? That's one you just go, Kenny, you could have run, and I know that he knows it now. You know, and this sure. is all, again, building blocks for the future. It's the only way you you, you, you can understand, how, you know, making a bad decision is by making a good decision. The only way you can understand what bad decisions are are by making those bad decisions when you know a good decision was something else, right? But the fact is, um, it, it is what it is, and Iggy uh, caught that ball, and uh, it was kind of di- funny because it looked like there was a miscommunication there. Was that Deontay in the end zone there? I believe I think, so. Yes, yeah, because it looked like he was Kenny was expecting Deontay to come back to the the flag, and it looked to me like Deontay was expecting Kenny to lead him towards the back corner of the end zone. There, there was, and and I believe I, I think it was Kenny who said. Is much post game that they just they had a miscommunication there. Deontay thought it was one way. Kenny thought it was okay. it was the other. Um, and that's that is that's unfortunate. You know, you mentioned how a lot of times these primetime games you'd get back home and you'd be replaying everything in your mind, and the right. sun's coming up and you can't fall asleep and you're you know you're ticked off about the missed opportunities. I'm sure that's one that for both of those guys, but but you know obviously for the quarterback, I'm sure that's one that that you know that. Kenny Pickett would like back, obviously, that, that he's thinking about in the wee hours of this morning and this afternoon. Like you mentioned, there was there was some room there. There was some green grass in front of him. Do I pull it down and, and run it? Do I try and find Deontay? Those, those are the moments that if you come out on the other side of this, you'll be stronger for it, right? You, right. You, you, you've got to take your lumps. Um, there was some good to get to that moment. 
Um, but the decision making, you know, could be a little bit crisper, maybe a little bit sharper. But it's a, it's a, you know, it, it's unfortunate. It, it does happen between quarterbacks and wide receivers and those type of moments, those type of breakdowns there. But you have to, if if you improve upon it, if you learn from it, you take it, you improve. Right next time, you're able to connect there to have the success there. That's what we're looking for now. It's you know, kind of like I said in the last segment. It's it's. For me, it's not about judging Kenny Pickett on every single throw. Well, that one was good. Well, that one was bad. Well, that one was good. It's about the bigger picture, the week to week. And I'm sure that's what they're preaching to him. And I know it's, you know, it's football, Wolf. You only get 17 games a year. There's only one game a week, right? We we dissect these things more than anything. It's it's not hockey where you play 82 games. It's not baseball where you play 160-some games. We get 17 a year, and that's it. And we overreact to everything and nobody wants to hear about patience or, or bigger picture but that's what you got to be looking for now can can they take some of those lumps from last night grow upon them and start to improve on Sunday in Philadelphia there's no question in my mind that you can I mean taking a look at this what transpired last night and seeing how some of the guys played and you, everyone's going to be able to judge their own you know ability to uh, bounce back and get it done but the fact of the matter is, I think there was more good than bad. Uh, it's unfortunate that they could not get it done in the late stages of the game. when that game was so winnable. It was just so very winnable. And as Mike Tomlin often says, he talks about when you, you know, it's one thing to, to suffer mistakes, but it doesn't come at the expense of uh, a loss. Right. Right. I mean, yes. You mu- the, you'd much rather correct your mistakes after, after a victory. Yeah, exactly. Well, you learn. There's lessons to be learned, and it doesn't cost you a game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, that's the thing about it. If you can learn on the job and not <laughs> encumber your team or cost your team uh, a victory, okay, that's one thing. But when it costs you uh, a, a victory, that's that's a tough, tough sledding. It is. You know, you know? And I think of 2020 when you say that, Wolf. Um, you know, when the Steelers started... I can't a- remember last night, and you're talking about 2020. Oh, buddy, I know. Doesn't that <laughs> seem like a lifetime ago? Um, but that was the year that Steelers started 11-0. Yeah, okay. And I think all of us knew, hey, you're 11-0, and and that's fantastic. There's still some things you can clean up, right? It is... It's, it's much easier to uh, to take constructive criticism when you're... 7-0, still finding ways to win, right? Hey, we got to right. clean this up, but we're still finding ways to win as opposed to right now where you're going to, you know, you're going to feel like you're at 2-5. and five. Now you're chasing, uh, at, you know, the, the the teams in front of you and the, the teams in your division. Um, it, it gets it gets a little more difficult, a little more tense in those moments, um, but you, you still got to find a way to, to get those improvements made. There's no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Now, the other, the other thing that was – caused a little despondency of course would have been the uh two penalties the illegal shift yeah and the and the uh, danny moore and i'm sorry that that danny moore's holding call was so ticky tacky you know i it just I, there there are guys that are bear hugging each other inside the box you know but it's because you got the offensive tackles they get out there on an island uh they're big Big guys, right? But it's not like you, you can see the trees from the forest at that point. Yes. If you're the referee standing back there by the quarterback. And, you know, Danny gets gets caught on this one with uh, – he's putting the, the stop to Mel Ingram's rush, and, and he gets caught with this little holding call that, again ba- – and remember, based on what they're calling, this is uh, – to me, it was just – it was total – 
total sham. But anyhow, <laughs> hey, yeah, I know. I know how to hold, okay? Again, I go back to Bradshaw's last game at Shea Stadium with his bad elbow, and, that, and the mantra was, nobody, nobody hits Bradshaw. If you got to tackle him, Rowley Dodge, my line coach, if you got to tackle that guy, you tackle Go that tackle guy. Him, and I will tell you in the third quarter, when, when they ran a stunt, a twist stunt with Marty Lyons and either Abdul Salam or who's Ben Rudolph, one of those two guys, when they came around and I was, had my hands full of Marty Lyons and there was a straight <laughs> shot to Bradshaw, I came off and fouled one of those two guys in the worst – Holding slash unsportsmanlike slash uh, personal foul <laughs> that that you can imagine. Okay, so I know a thing or two about holding. I love it. I and love I it. just sit there and Danny, I, you know what? You got to learn from it. Yeah, it's, it's unfortunate, but you're in good position. The problem was that Kenny got flushed out of the pocket. And when he did that, he broke the perimeter of the pocket to Dan, to uh, Danny Moore's side. Yeah. So when when. It was uh, just it was just him and uh and Ingram on yeah, an island. And Ingram there. Ingram sees him, but Danny can't see him, right? Yep. So naturally the inclination is just a quick grab, and he got a little quick grab on the shoulder pads, but that was it. These guys are mugging each other with habeas mug eyes, right? I mean, that's that's what's been going on there, and now you're gonna get ticky tacky at this point in the game with that one? I don't know. I'm I find that uh, I uh I will say. Yes. So I love doing the show with you. I love doing the show with Moats. Because when a 150-pound dweeb like me complains about officiating, it just sounds like sour grapes. But when you guys do it, hey, you, 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 got, the, you got the history, you got the gravitas, you, you've got your own examples out there, you played the game. I, I, I like it. I, I, again, when I, when, I, when I complain about the officiating, it just sounds like I'm sour. You guys, it, 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 it comes from an intelligent place. I like it. Ah, but you're a smart dweeb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Take that. Don't don't look at my transcripts. I might not back that up. <laughs> no, you know, I don't even have transcripts. I don't even know what those are. Is that like ordering from a menu or something? I don't know. <laughs> so, regardless, I think, oh, uh, I guess we got to go to break, don't we? We do. Okay. You know what? Why don't we take a break? <laughs> Why don't we end this first hour here? And if uh, we're still awake when we come back, <laughs> we're going to pick up where we left off, and we're going to be moving on to the ugly. No, not me. <laughs> and my face for radio. We're going to move on to the ugly of what transpired last night right here on SNR. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. You ever get the feeling the city walls closing in, the concrete jungle suffocating your soul? You crave wide open spaces, the chance to connect with nature, maybe chase some elk, fish a private stream. Well, listen up. There's a whole world out there, and finding your own piece of it just got easier. Head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, you name it. Search by acreage, location, the kind of hunting or fishing you dream of. Land.com. It's where the adventure begins.